Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and Hello, all right. Average go. but owning it. So the thing is, we we paid Bella nothing to do the, the, that, <laughs> so nothing. you didn't have to. I know. Hey, everybody. Last time we spoke to you, we had a different president. We Yeah. What else has changed? I think we I feel like just a lot. Won. I think we were talking no. about a woman being vice president. No, we hadn't talked about it yet because I was still in the other house. If you can't tell, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you see that we're in a different setting. We, I told you I was going to move. So here we go. Do you know what my worst fear is though? And what I think might happen. What? I think that somehow they might overturn Why would you say election? No, that's not going to happen. It wasn't like it was by, I mean, the margins were thin, but. I know. I just feel like something crazy could happen. It's 2020. This would be the season finale. No. The worst season finale ever. Well, for America. Ever. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be awesome. It would really be rude, but here we have our classic worst case scenario thinker over here. Sorry. So we're gonna see, um we're gonna we're gonna see how things play out. It's gonna be fun. Hopefully good. Yeah. Um, okay, anyways, got anything new? Anything thrilling? We're in a new mm-hmm. setting. We um Yeah, Haley moved. Haley so moved. our studio. <laughs> this is, oh, if you guys could see how ratchet the setting is right now. Well, we're in her living room, which isn't. It's actually well put together. It's beautiful. Um, but if you're watching, we're obviously in a different location, but we're not quite in our new studio that we're really excited about. So. Yeah. So the funny joke is that I've moved in with Emerson again, who you probably know from, you know, the features clearly of her being in every episode for no good reason. Um, we always wanted to get a three bedroom so it could just be the two of us and then have a third bedroom that's like her workspace and my workspace, not just for podcasting. I actually, I know clearly I sound like a professional, but I actually don't get paid for this. Um, <laughs> But now we have a space where Maddie and I can podcast because we did get a three-bedroom. So uh, maybe Emerson won't make appearances. Maybe she still will. I don't know. But she will. Moral of the story is hopefully by next time we will be in in our makeshift studio. We won't have a ratchet set up anymore. Not that you guys can see or care. But Anyways, we're going to jump into our hot take. Today we're going to play this game that me and Haley got at Home Goods in the checkout aisle. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things where you're already on your way out and something in the freaking checkout shelf catches your attention. Well, multiple things. I'm I don't yeah. Actually 95% of what I bought was from the checkout aisle. Really? I only got one thing from Yeah, we you were around. and Maddie's the worst person to go to a place like that with because she'll tell you to buy anything. If I'm like, oh do I get this? Do I need this? She's like, yeah, for sure. No, that's what you do. Well, yeah, but I never promised I'd be any good at shopping. And neither did I. I hate <laughs> shopping. I went to hang out with you. Okay. Um, but we got this game called Spill the Tea. And it's the tell-all game. And it's actually – some of the questions are corny, but it's actually really interesting and kind of fun. There's different questions in here that 
we don't usually see in like a truth or truth game, you know? <laughs> it's always like in your typical truth or truth. It's like game. what's your dream job? You know? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I am gonna do I'm gonna split the pile and we're gonna do oh. a rapid round. Oh, oh god, you know where we just that. have to answer. Oh. Wait, count your cards. It. One, two, three, four. I have seven here. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. So you want to know what's funny? My brain didn't do the math on that. I have a master's degree and I literally was like five, seven. <laughs> How do we figure that one out? Okay. Um, what is the most useless piece of knowledge that you know? Uh, clearly not math. Um, <laughs> most useless piece of knowledge, almost anything like a I dumb know. dumb facts that you know. Um, Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. No, I needed to know that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I know a lot of dumb facts. This is not a good power. Can we go back? Can we go back? <laughs> sure, we can I go can't. Back. I okay, get your turn. Okay. What's the last thing that you search for on your phone? Oh god. oh, god. Let me see. It is probably something really dumb. I know. I'll look, I'll look at mine right now, too. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, it's, a, or it's a murder case. Are we surprised? Okay. No. Mine was um, my high school principal's wife on Facebook. What? Why? Because um, if you don't follow the account on Instagram, siblings are dating. You have to do it. Funny. It's, it's funny. Really, really fun. And shocking. But one of my um, uh, my high school principal's son was on there with his girlfriend. And so I was like, what the heck? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen their family in forever. So I looked up his um, wife. You were down a rabbit hole? Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. Okay. If you could only Oh, use- wait. I don't get to answer it? Oh, do you want to? Well, yeah, because mine's just kind of funny. Okay, so first go. of all, Ethan Cador. One of the last things I searched was Long John Silver's franchise <laughs> suing Captain D. He Apparently, there's a conspiracy theory involving Long John Silver's. The crack epidemic, the Steelers schedule, and Iris by Phoebe Bridgers and Maggie Rogers. Oh, oh nice. and the Lake Morton double homicide. Okay. Which we didn't talk about, but I don't want to talk about it now. My other last searches were... Jesus. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Wait, hold on. It says Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hey, hey, how y'all doing? Awkward <laughs> hey TikTok. You guys know the one where it's like, hey, hey, hey how y'all doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, anyways. Um, okay. If you could use only one swear word, what would it be? I feel like I would, I always act, if there's one that I accidentally tell the time it's no, if you could only use one. Like, you can't say any of the other ones. Yeah. Think. No, I think the one that would just come oh, out gotcha, naturally gotcha. would be the F word. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one. I like how I changed to the F word halfway through. I um, think. Ah. Uh, next, your turn. Oh, you don't know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably the B word. <laughs> um, what's the way that we used to say it for a while? It went through a phase. Yeah, I remember. Oh, because oh, we'd have to yell it? Yeah. Okay. We, we won't do that to you. Okay. What trade... Are, let me try again. What trait are you afraid you inherited from your parents? Oh, sweet Jesus. So many. Oh, Mary. So many. You um, can't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, both my parents have their faults. Well, okay. I think our parents uh, are aware that they have them. I would assume. Oh, the biggest thing that I'm so nervous that I inherited from my mom is obliviousness. Mm. She's so oblivious. And she is the most like, trusting woman in the world. Pressure. pressure. <laughs> Uh-oh. Bless her heart is I what thought, I meant to I say. I thought you meant precious. That too. Okay, you tried yeah, both. Yeah, she's yeah. precious. Okay. But she's that woman. 
She's oblivious. Aww. She really her, believes the best of her everyone. surroundings. She's oblivious <laughs> about people. She's just across the board oblivious. And sometimes I'm... I feel like that, and Corey will be like, "Come on, like, how did you not?" Oh, notice I don't that think person? you're oblivious. Oh, really? Sometimes I get scared. What no, about I you? I don't think so. What? Oh God! What trait are you afraid that you inherited from your parents? Um. Uh, probably there are conflict resolution skills. They don't have any. Okay. <laughs> or they're like thereof. Um, what's your favorite emoji? Oh, right now I'm real whiny. So the little cry, the little teary eye one. Yeah. I like the cowboy one. And I like the gesture that went with it. Maddie just did a full lasso at me. Okay. Uh, what's the most dangerous thing you've ever done? Oh, Probably cliff jumping. You went cliff jumping where? A lot of times. What? <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> and I've jumped off a bridge. I jumped into a waterfall. That's whenever they had to save me that one time. And whenever I was in, and then I came to, um, I went over to what's his name's house afterwards in Tacoma. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I cliff jumped at home in Washington. A lot of times, Jimmy but there's definitely the some where like you have to clear a cliff below you. <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't clear that and you, like, clip your feet or something, you're just, like, screwed. Um, The running joke of my jumping out of the waterfall story is that I literally no one believed me that I almost died. Well, I mean, they do, but I my whole body froze and I couldn't move and I was just heading towards the waterfall. And his friend danced and had to reach in. Justin's friend danced and reached in and had to yank me from the water. You almost fell off a waterfall? Yes. Me and Emily both almost did because we both, like, are, are – it was so cold – we like my lungs shriveled, so I couldn't breathe. My head was out of the water, and then my my but limbs my froze. Head was under the water. <laughs> but it was out of the water. I tried to scream. That's just, no, and I couldn't. It was bad. So, um, yeah, I was going towards the waterfall, and then dancing had to pull me up. And then once we got up there, I'm crying. I don't have my glasses on. I can't see anything. I don't have my contacts. So I'm literally standing there. I'm crying. I don't have shoes. I'm wearing Justice's basketball <laughs> shorts tied like 15 times a yes. sports bra. I can't see anything. I'm barefoot. Everything is a mess. I'm crying. And I was and I remember being like, there's no way I will survive if I get back in that water. And I I literally was hanging off the edge of a cliff, climbing the cliff to get back because I knew if I jumped in that water, there was just no way I was living. There was absolutely no way. <laughs> You're just gonna die. And so the whole time I'm crying, my feet are bleeding. And the, and then there's like tourists that were like, oh my gosh, that looks so fun. And by the time I got up to the top, I was like, don't get in there ever. <laughs> it was so bad. I was so pissed at justice. Okay. Aw, the cutest and nerdiest sentence ever is, and I was crying and I didn't have my glasses. <laughs> That's exactly, I'm literally so blind without them. Me too, it's bad. Like really bad. Are you really? Yeah. I literally never, see Maddie always throws these things at me. I think I know Maddie better than anyone. And then she'll be like, What do you mean? I'm, I'm allergic. Legally blind. I'm, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not uh. legally blind, but it's bad. Okay. Ooh, this one's funny. If you have to delete four people on Instagram, who would you eliminate? I had to do this right now? <laughs> yeah. I do it like all the time. If you oh. people from high school or something. Yeah, same. Just be like just people I don't really care about. Okay, go. Oh, okay. Okay. If you could choose a new name, what would it be? <laughs> oh my gosh. A new name? That's hard. Yeah, but do you want like a rapper name or do you want like a cool like a cool name? Oh, I want like a cool name. <laughs> One time Maddie, I-, I just want something unique. Maddie is not. I would go like <laughs> I had one of my best friends in high school name was Maddie and Maddie Subject. Um she <laughs> used to she tried to get us to call her Africa. 
one time because she thought it was cool, but we ended up nicknaming her Homewrecker, and that was all in the stock. Aww. She's actually home still on my phone as Homewrecker. Um, I think I've seen that, actually. Maybe. What would you? Oh, I don't know. Well, you didn't answer yet. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. I, th- I think I'd have a rapper name. Oh, what? <laughs> I just wanted to see your face when I said I that. don't know what I would choose. Something pretty. <laughs> Something pretty. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um. Oh, sorry. You you go. Um. But you just better say me. And how would you rate your looks on a scale of one to ten? Thirty-five, baby. Chef's kiss. No, actually. Okay. Do you mean like, if you were to scale yourself from one to ten, how would you rate your looks on a scale? My face or my whole everything. <laughs> how would you rate? Because I like looks? my face a lot. How would you rate your looks on a scale? Is that a sentence I can say. Um, I don't know. I think I'm I'm mostly above average. What is it? One to ten? Mm, 7.5. Okay. Uh, who makes you laugh the most? Wait, there's an extra T question oh, on that. ask it. How do you rate your personality? Oh, 35,000 out of ten. Actually, though, you would Yeah, I love my personality. Okay. What do you think? What would you rate my personality, Maddie? She's like, I don't know, like a five? I don't know, like a solid three, five on a, <laughs> on good, a good day. day. Um, oh, the other day I was in my element. I've never been that funny. Whenever we were at Lowe's, I was hilarious. Yeah, was pretty good. That was a ten out of ten. She made fun of me not having a dad. I didn't actually that time. I did. I do but have one. The, the way. She does have a dad. <laughs> Great dad. But you know, here we are. Go for it. Okay. Um, who makes you laugh the most? You're gonna say Corey, and it's gonna hurt me. Yeah, anyway. <sighs> Corey. Um, you, oh, there's so many people. Okay, what, the other extra T is what makes you laugh the most? Oh, dumb humor. Yeah. I'm, like, dumb. Yeah, that's why you find Corey funnier than me, because Corey's dumber than He's just, than like, silly and, like, yeah. I don't know, I think it's so funny. Yeah. You're, like, witty and, like, clever. Yeah, but he does stuff for you, like, you know, Corey makes me laugh. He's one of the funniest people I know. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, how many times do you check Instagram a day? Too many. It probably depends on what I'm doing that day, but usually like 15 times. Oh, I probably check it more than that. You think? Yeah. What's your last question? Um, if you get, if you got another tattoo, what, what and where would it be? Oh gosh. I, I think when I got this tattoo for my mom, when I went home with my sister, I said, that's going to be my last tattoo. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, me and Corey got a tattoo together after we were married. Mm. Then I I could get something. But I have no idea where or yeah. what I would want to get. I really like this. Like, um, I would love, like, a word or something mm-hmm. right here. But I don't know what. You I can, don't know. You can try my name. See, see how it looks <laughs> if you wanted to. Oh, you my don't gosh. have to. Your full could. name, though. Just why, why my full name? What if I get married, Maddie? Are you planning on me being single forever? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know why I'm, like, really playing the victim card tonight for, like, no good reason. I have no idea. Except for whenever I said my personality was a 35,000 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? No one ever called me humble. I'll tell you that. Whatever. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What okay. are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about, <clears throat> well, maybe I shouldn't, well, I guess if you're listening to it, you know what it is. Anyways, I was going to kind of surprise you, but here we are. <laughs> Haley, try again. Try again. Oh, okay. 
the Tylenol murders. Now, have you ever heard of the Tylenol murders? Never. Are you serious? No. I don't I'm know about right. murders. I don't know why I'm always shocked, but I just assume that, like, people know about. I'm not At least I've heard you. of it. I only know of Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Yeah. And I've forgotten all of the other ones we've done. Besides Israel Keys and the little girl. The little girl? John Bonet. There you go. Good job. I said the little girl gave me my life's work. <laughs> I seriously don't remember Victoria's Secret Killer. No you don't know what happened though. He killed the, the girl and his wife and he hung panties everywhere. Ah, uh, it's actually, you know what? For you, that's actually not bad. That's pretty good. You've been working hard at this. Thanks. Okay. Really no, spent. I've never heard of this. Okay. So, did you know that they didn't always have tamper-proof seals on medicine bottles in the store? Mm-mm. This is why. Okay. Okay. So. Tamper-proof seals. Meaning, like, the thing that you have to peel off on the top? Mm-hmm. And how you have to, like, push down and then pull it. Okay. And then you have the seal, and then sometimes you have the cotton inside, too. Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of things. Okay. So, it's September 29th, 1982. Um, Adam Janus. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for some reason, I've I've listened to about five different podcasts on this to make sure I got it right, and I'm still not entirely sure. Okay, Adam Janus takes the day off from work because he has symptoms of a cold coming on, and he's a mail carrier. He's like, you know what? I'm peacing out early today. Picks up his kids from preschool, stops at a supermarket, picks up some Tylenol. Um, he eats lunch, calls his wife, and then tells her on the phone, like, hey, I'm just going to take my Tylenol, lay down for a little bit, and see if I feel any better. So she comes home later on that evening, goes into their bedroom, and finds her husband is on the floor of their bedroom convulsing violently. He's rushed to the hospital and then dies in the emergency room at 3.15 p.m. that day. The cause of death is written as cardiac arrest, but there's an unknown cause. And so the doctor there is like, how does this very healthy... Um, let's see. I don't see how old he is on here. I think he's like, I think he's 30. Adam is 25. No, that's a different guy. Oh. No, see, and here she is reading ahead and messing things up. Okay. So their whole family is in there. You know, obviously he had potentially a cold this morning and he had no health problems. They have young kids, like he's young, healthy guy. So they're like, okay, what the heck's going on? So that he ends up dead. So they leave, they're confused, they're devastated. So they reconvene at the family home and they start to make funeral plans. So Adam is his 25-year-old younger brother, and Adam's a 25-year-old younger brother. He's, his wife's name is Teresa, and she's 19. Um, Adam has a headache, and so he tells his wife that he's going to go grab some Tylenol, too. And she's like, you know what? I actually, you know what? I have a headache, too. They're probably crying. Got to do what you got to do. So they both go, and they pop some of the extra-strength Tylenol that's in the house. <gasps> Oh, no. Minutes later, Stanley collapses and begins convulsing. Emergency services come within seven minutes, and by the time they get there, Teresa's also fallen over and is having a seizure. This is in the Chicago area, by the way. I don't know if I said that. But um, within the day, four more people would die from with similar circumstances, which we'll get to. Yikes. Around the same time that day, well, earlier in the morning that day, Mary Kellerman, who's a 12-year-old in the suburban Chicago area, stays home from school because she says she has a sore throat and a headache, and she thinks she's coming out with the flu. So her mom gives her one extra strength Tylenol, sends her back up to bed. But whenever her parents are downstairs, they hear a thump upstairs, and then no response whenever they're calling for Mary. So they go up, and they find that their 12-year-old daughter is convulsing on the floor. She's rushed to the hospital and dies at 9.56 a.m. Oh, my god! Exactly. Crazy. So no one knows why they have like a bunch of lists of potential cause of death of like cardiac arrest stroke maybe she had a terminal illness no one knew about 
but no one really knows what the heck is going on. Um, so at the same time, um, they, they had, or I probably just said this before, whatever. We're just, we're just bouncing. It's fine. One of the doctors at the hospital sees that Adam and Teresa had come in after they had already been there that day because their brother was dying. Mm. And the doctor was like, wait, that doesn't, why are you here? Like what's going on? Yeah. And For so the same one of, thing. yes. And one of the nurses catches them up and he was like, wait, that, that literally doesn't make any sense at all. So they start, they go through the entire family and they give everybody in the family their last rites. Because they're thinking, like, it's only a matter of time if there's carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, maybe it's botulism. They thought it was maybe food poisoning. They were like, it might be happening to all of you. So everybody, we're going to prepare and keep you that in there. That is terrible. Isn't that so scary? You hear three of your other family members died and you think you might be next. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Literally two brothers and then the the wife. Like, three people in the same family I on the same day. I would for sure think I'm next. Oh, yeah. You would just automatically. Like, there's no way. So yeah. how could you not? This is all happening in the same area. So investigators know that there's a link between the two of them immediately. Mm-hmm. So the Cook County investigator finds that all three of them had taken, all three of the Janices had taken extra strength Tylenol that night. So then they compare that to the Kellerman case because, you know, whatever, obvious reason. You know, whatever. you know, whatever. They both um, had taken that extra strength Tylenol. So they, they find the control num- number on the bottles was the same. So it says that they were basically made in the same factory. It's uh, MC2880. So the ME was given this info from the investigators who, and he immediately told the investigators on the scene to smell the bottle. And so he smells the bottle and he said, tell me it doesn't smell like almonds. Almonds? Yes. It smells like almonds. Huh? Cyanide is known to smell really strongly like almonds. Really? Uh, so basically cyanide, it blocks the body's ability to receive oxygen. So depending on how much you ingest, you can become nauseous, lightheaded, have a tight chest, rashes. You can become faint, weak, have seizures, and have an intense blood pressure drop. So uh, it just, like, depends on how much you have. Like, you could immediately convulse if it's, like, 10,000 times the amount, the yeah. lethal dose. But it could be, like... Just a little. Yeah, you could just get a just rash. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of cyanide, just a touch. Um, so... They immediately find that there is a lot of cyanide whenever they test this in. They take an immediate analysis of the capsules and shows the powder inside is um, not even close to what the like powder is supposed to look like for Tylenol. Uh, and so the blood tests were done on the three or no, I'm sorry, the four victims that they knew so far. And they found, depending on the person, either 100 to 10,000 percent the least lethal dose of cyanide in each person's body. And granted, it doesn't take a lot to be a lethal dose of cyanide because it's poison, but yeah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Did you, do you remember, um, Sam? Oh my gosh, why can't I remember Sam's last name? He was on FYU with me. Um, don't remember his last name. This is stupid. Sam I am. Um, Sam, oh yeah, Sam I am. <laughs> um, he used to, apparently apple seeds have a really small, like trace amount of cyanide in yes, them. Yes, I've heard that before. And he would eat them. Um, so that he said he was going to build up his uh, immunity to cyanide just in case. We're like, Sam, in case of what? Y'all weird. What do you mean y'all? I, I thought it was weird. I just mean people that do that kind of stuff. He shared it on stage at one of our FYE events as like one of his fun facts. And I remember I went after him and ev- like everybody in the audience was like quiet. And I literally had the mic after him. I was like, no, it's you can laugh. It was weird. Like it was a weird <laughs> thing he just said. Um, okay. Anyways. So. Uh, the next day, it's October 1st, 1982, Johnson & Johnson is made aware that there's something wrong with their last shipment of Tylenol because they're the branding people. Okay. So all Tylenol was immediately pulled from the shelves, 
31 million bottles are recalled immediately all over the country because they don't know. It's only in the Chicago area this is happening, but who's to say it isn't everywhere? Yeah, got to. The only way that this could have happened is if they were intentionally poisoned, and there's no way to know at this point how much, from where, from who. The recalled bottles were replaced with new bottles, and people were like, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. They're I like, no, no, know. I'll get you a new one. I'm like, well, who? Actually, no. No, no. Yeah. Um, so $100 million is lost Oof. in the company, uh, and tamper-proof seals are immediately created after. Tylenol is one th- – nope, one-fifth of the sales from Johnson & Johnson. So this is like a huge cut. Hit. Yeah. So people are automatically wondering, was this a hit on Johnson & Johnson? Was it a person specifically? Was it an area specifically? Was it random? Like, no one knows where to even start with this. Um, so the FBI gets involved. There's over 1,200 leads, 100,000 articles about the incident all over the U.S. 270 copycats uh, were attempted in the month after. One month after. People trying to what poison random pills. <gasps> trying to be, like, the next Tylenol poisoning. Ew. Yeah, people are really messed up. So at How the time, people? 270. That's a lot of weird people. Mm-hmm. The world is a weird place. Truly. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so the health department in Chicago is leaving notes on people's houses, warning them not to take Tylenol. There are police cruisers driving around Chicago with bullhorns yelling in the street not to take Tylenol. It's like mass hysteria. They call it the Tylenol hysteria. Whoa. Everyone is calling paramedics and poison control really? thinking that they've been poisoned all over the country. So, like, people everywhere are like, I took Tylenol three days ago. Do you think I'm dying? And everybody's like, no, no. That's not how this works. <laughs> I would be freaking out too like that, though. No, I 100%. Would. I took Advil today and I'm freaking out. About this? Yeah. Oh. So, this actually happened like, like In the four 80s. years ago. <laughs> um, Johnson & Johnson had an internal investigation at the plant where the shipment came from. And they find that everything comes back clean. Uh, contamination had to have come from somewhere else. So they find that of the murders, there ends up being seven, which I'll get into. All of them had bought the Tylenol from different stores. Hmm. So it wasn't just one store. Okay. Those stores come from different production plants. So it wasn't like one production plant and then shipped everywhere else. What? So then that person would have to be at all across the country at different production plants. So it couldn't have been that. The labs were set up for testing over 10 million different bottles. And of those... 50 capsules were found to have cyanide in eight different bottles. Five of the bottles came from the victims themselves, and then two were sent back in the recall. Imagine yours gets, like, that gets sent back. Oh, Oh. and then one bottle was found on a shelf still unsold. How terrifying. There's no fingerprints found anywhere. There's no evidence in the stores because there aren't uh, reliable surveillance cameras at the time. Yep. Always. Always. So, um, yeah, all of that is going on. So, going back to more murders. Love it. Uh, 4 p.m. the day on the day of September 29th, Mary McFarland is – gosh, how old is she? Hold on. I have her age right here. She's 31 years old. She complains to colleagues of a headache while she's at work. She goes – she takes her extra strength Tylenol, feels nauseous and dizzy, and then collapses at work. She's rushed to the hospital, dies at 3.18 the following morning. Aww. Investigators look into her death as well, and they find that she has cyanide pills in her Tylenol. Her bottle is from a Texas-based Johnson & Johnson, not from the same one as the other two. So that's whenever they figured out that they weren't from the same plant. Okay. And then Tylenol – or and then Johnson & Johnson did their internal Did Johnson & Johnson still tell – still – Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again. Did Johnson & Johnson still sell Tylenol? Yes. Huh? But for a while, people didn't buy Tylenol – I never knew this. People didn't buy Tylenol for, for years. years after this. Wow. It was like a huge hit. So – um. <laughs> All my responses are like, uh, 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 no, uh, what's his name? Something Owen. 
Owens? He's like, wow. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. He, yes, you do. I you know never. the guy who says wow and he has the nose? The guy says wow with the nose. <laughs> Someone that's like most men I've ever heard of. I don't know. Uh, Mary Rayner is um, also, I think she's 21. Later that day, she dies too. Or no, I'm sorry. She's 27. She just had her fourth child. Six days earlier, she had taken some Tylenol for the pain and just fell over and died. Owen Wilson. Oh. Wow. Actually, the guy with the nose. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, 20 miles away, Carol Prince finds her sister's lifeless body, um, Paula Prince, in her apartment. She's rushed to the hospital. They find six other capsules in her apartment that are laced with cyanide. So she's victim number seven. She's the last one that was found. Okay. So, like we said, there's no protective ceiling at the time, so tampering was super easy to do, and the casings could be really could be pulled apart super easy. So, like now, if you have a capsule, like you're not really able to pull it apart unless you like cut it. Yeah. But before, you could literally just like twist, pop, and the powder was in there. Oh. Yeah. And so it would be super easy to just like do that and then find a way to reseal it. Yeah. Um. So this made people wonder if this was either a white collar crime aimed at bringing down Johnson and Johnson. It could have been a disgruntled employee who was looking into where Tylenol is made or sold to see if anyone was mad enough at the company itself, or it could have been a disgruntled employee with a a random drugstore potentially. So they looked into anybody that had ever shoplifted from any of those stores. Like they were covering all of the bases because this is considered terrorism. Mm -hmm. Shoplifters at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that shoplifters are looked into funerals are publicized of the victims in hopes that the murderer would want to show up. And, like, be a part of it. Oh. They also had to check into each person um, individually, all seven people, to see if they're the intended target. Um, So the police reached the theory at that point that the person would have had to visit the various stores, purchase the Tylenol, put the cyanide in the capsules individually, and then return them by the 28th. Because the cyanide would eat through the capsules. So it would have had to be done in Chicago, and it couldn't have been done before then. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. To put it on a timeline like that? Okay, so there are no fingerprints, so the person must have worn gloves or wiped their stuff down as they were leaving. But they were like, well, that we wiped me down. I'm making a lot of song references that you're not catching. No, Maddie, when will you learn? <laughs> I'm not sure. You don't know Wipe Me Down? No. What's it by by who? Is that an embarrassment? <laughs> you won't know who it's by. You won't I be- mean, Let me just play a second of it for you. She wants to this to me. I'm not even sure what genre it is based off of what you're singing. Wipe me down. <laughs> okay. Okay. I should have assumed this much. No, I don't know this song. Really? Oh, boozy bass. <laughs> of course I know boozy. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that one got you. I had a feeling. Oh, boozy. Oh, boozy, baby. Um, okay, so anyways. You good? Okay. Yeah. Um, there are no- That was very comfortable. For some reason, that was very comforting. Okay. In this position. I don't know why. My uh, knee is tucked into her arm. <laughs> I'm starved for affection. <laughs> um, the person must have worn gloves or wiped it down. He, pro- he probably... She's dancing. He probably planted out at the drugstores because there was little to no surveillance of the ones that he was at. But the only problem is there is a four-hour drive between the stores in total. So they think that, it, I mean, it's possible to do it in a single day, especially for someone who's already being miscalculated. But it also, it's not like they're necessarily close. But what about the Texas one? So that was a production plant. 
but so the production plants were all different. Then those were shipped out to different stores from those production plants. So those ones went to like a couple of them went to Chicago, but then some of them were from other places. Does that make sense? But aren't you saying that there's multiple places? That there's multiple went? stores in Chicago that people bought their Tylenol uh, from. But the one in Texas was technically from Chicago. No, the one that was in Chicago is from Texas. How? Okay, but okay, so they produce it and like. There's one in Texas. I don't even know where the other ones are. They didn't even say. There's like, I don't know. There's one in Texas, one in Florida, one in California. Okay. okay. They all ship to other places around the country. So the Chicago and around the seven stores, they all got them from different stores. They all shipped from different places. So like Texas went to like three separate drugstores in Chicago. Yeah. And but then so did Florida, so did whoever. So that's why they're like, oh, it didn't come from one production plant. It must have been somebody who went store to store to store to store to store. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought sense? you were saying that there was another case in Texas. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. I'm done. Nope. Just, it was just a question. There's no stupid questions. <laughs> You're yeah, so smart. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> um, Every time I say something dumb, you just go back to me being, but you're so pretty. Do like I say it that? makes it makes me feel any better. Does that make it worse? Like you're dumb. I was just kidding. At least you have something going on. <laughs> oh, but you're so cute. <laughs> My favorite thing whenever I say something stupid or like just don't do something right is just to be like, well, wait a minute. You thought I could do that and be this pretty. Wait a minute. You actually thought I could like, put my my pictures on my wall straight i'm pretty <laughs> i literally don't need to know how to do that oh my gosh and so i don't <laughs> okay so another weird thing is that two illinois police officers on the morning hours of september 28th had reported that they had pulled over at a restaurant on their break um in like the middle of nowhere parked near the median on the road and they found two cardboard boxes that were marked with the words mcneil extra strength tylenol there were 30 bottles of Tylenol per box, but one was open and only 24 were inside, two of which were already opened. White powder was scattered all over the ground and there were empty casings everywhere. So basically the whole scene doesn't make sense. Huh. It's very strange. Um, but they also realized that some of the capsules that were on the ground, were em some were empty and then put back together empty. I don't know why. Um, and then were put back together empty. But they, the guys were like, this is super weird. Like, this looks like a kid science experiment gone wrong. But none of these, this is the day before, none of these murders had happened yet. So they were like, this is weird. Just didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So then, what, but one of the guys that one of the officers had gone down and handled the pills and tried to figure out what was going on and was, you know, whatever. Tampering with the evidence. Well, yeah. And he went down to reexamine the boxes. Well, he ends up going in and while they're eating at the restaurant, he breaks out in a painful rash all over his body and he gets a terrible pounding headache. Uh. So then they go back out. They re-examine the boxes again. The other officer who who didn't handle the pills before is the one who does it now. He's overcome with nausea, a headache, and intense dizziness. So they end up going home. They report this to this, their superiors, but it doesn't get followed up with until all of this happens. Yeah. Um, and then by then, everybody was so busy in Chicago, like, trying to figure out what the hell happened. So they they traced it back, but, like, there was then they went back. By the time they got back to the actual scene of where it happened, they didn't know anything. So... All of a sudden, people come back clean. They don't know if there's anybody that has anything to do with anything. So, we have three suspects that are potentials. Um, so, the first one, his name is Roger Arnold. He's a dock worker. He's 48 years old. So, he's interviewed because he said suspicious things at a bar about the murders. And the police questioned him and searched his home after that. So, there's weird connections that are very 
I mean, they're weird. So he worked at a jewel warehouse. Connections that, that are weird. He worked at a jewel warehouse with one of the fathers, one of the victim. No, one of the victims fathers fathers. of the victim. Yeah, that right? one of the victim's fathers. I just started yelling because I got insecure about that. I didn't know <laughs> what I was saying. I just got way louder. Um, Mary Rayner, her dad works with this guy yeah. at the jewel warehouse. And the jewel, it's like a drugstore place. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I looked at you for like help. <laughs> yeah, I'm like reading um, your script. Like Adam yes. Janus had also purchased his Tylenol from a jewel convenience store. Mary Rayner bought her pills from a convenience store that was across the street from where Roger Arnold's wife's psychiatric ward was located. Now, I didn't, I was not able to find the information if his wife worked there or lived there. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't, I'm not sure. Now, at, um, they go to his home, they do, they get a search warrant. They find how-to crime manuals, which, who's publishing those? Those exist? Yeah, apparently. How-to Crime manual. Well, like how to, not how to crime, but how to. No, I know, but like a how-to book. Yeah, of like crimes. crimes. Yeah, easy crimes to get away. Which, with. if you wanted to get in that, no. Okay, I but, wasn't saying I'd commit them. I but, just think it'd be cool. Yeah, where like, do I, you buy that? I don't know. Who's like who published them? Like, have they been to prison? <laughs> Maybe not, because they're writing the how-to book on it. They right. know how to not go, but trial and error. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, super weird. I would love to read that, though, just out of curiosity. <laughs> You're like, that's so weird that people would find. <laughs> is it on Amazon? Uh, <laughs> how much do you think it is? Um, but then they then they also find what they have in the police report is evidence of chemistry, which is like beakers, equipment. They find a bag of powder, but the powder was found to be potassium carbonate, not potassium cyanide. Still feels like a weird thing to have. Potassium not sure what it is. Anything powdered anything. Potassium. Bananas. Too much potassium. You can't have too many in your house. Um, he refused to take a lie detector too, which they said was sketchy. Now, here's the thing: I think he's a bad suspect for it. But the following year, he does shoot an innocent man outside of a bar because he thinks that he's the one that turned him into the police for the comments made at, made at the bar. And so he was sentenced to 30 years, and he got out early on parole. So he's just kind of chilling. What? I don't know where Roger is these days. Roger, if you're hearing this, you okay? Anyways, um, okay, so this next one's kind of a crazy one if anybody is into crimey things, so you're not going to be impressed by this, but it's kind of nuts. Okay. Um, just pretend, okay? Okay. Theodore J. Kaczynski, otherwise known as the Unabomber. Have you ever heard of the Unabomber? Yeah. Okay, I figured you, had, you knew that one. Um, so Theodore J. Kaczynski. Ah! I knew you were going to try and crack my toes. I would never try to do something like that. Yeah. Um, Theodore J. Kaczynski was the Unabomber. He was a mathematician. He's in life in prison now for killing people through bombs that he sent through the mail. He's known for being like one of the most brilliant murderers of all time. Super cool. Um, just kidding. That was partly sarcastic. Um, so he, here's the connections with him. He's from Illinois. He had planted bombs in the Chicago area before. Um, J. Adam Mitchell was an unconfirmed Tylenol killing that happened in Wyoming two months before the actual Tylenol murders. They were never able to completely trace it back, but it's assumed now that it was like a trial run. Mm -hmm. Um, this matters because the killing happened on the way to what is Kaczynski's cabin in Montana. They found that some of the surviving victims had connections to wood, <laughs> which <laughs> what <laughs> Kaczynski had a fixation with wood. And he connected all of his murders. <laughs> I know, I know. Hold on. 
he connected all of his murders with it. So, so one of the surviving victims was from Lake Forest, Illinois, and his name was Percy Woods. This is of the bombings, not of this. Um, then another person he killed was Gilbert Murray, who was the president of the California Forestry Association. Stuff like that. So it's just like anyone that has anything to do with wood. Yeah, like it's like his his, his like so that creepy dude's cryptic. last name was Wood. So that's why he went after him. No, that this yes yes. So with the bombs, you get a bomber now. Your last name is Wood, so I blow you up. And then also, if you work in the woods, I blow you up. Yeah, he just I don't know if he loves the woods. He hates the woods. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's sad. Now, he also, his bombs were made of wood, and he often used return addresses using types of wood as pseudonyms. Two of the founders of Johnson & Johnson have the middle name Wood. Wood. Yeah. What are the odds of two people's middle name? What is your middle name, Timberwood? (laughs) (laughs) Timothy Timberwood. Wait, what? Why would it be Timberwood as a middle name? I thought you said the middle name had to do with wood. yeah the middle name you put it at the, at the end. No, Timothy Timberwood Woods. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Timberwood is the middle name. One word. The like, w- Woods is the middle name here. I know. Oh, that's Timothy. Okay. Timberwood. <laughs> Smith. Do you get it? No, because it's not Timberwood. It's Wood. What? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's anything to do with woods, I thought. Oh, you're making up a hypothetical person. Yeah. What? <laughs> what did I you- thought you were trying to say that this is stupid. Okay. Percy Timberwood Woods. February 2009, the FBI office said that advancements in the Tylenol murders requested. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. I got lost. Don't look. Requested DNA evidence from Kaczynski. They asked him to voluntarily provide a DNA sample, and he said that he would. But he's a little crazy. He did. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) He didn't want them to touch his belongings or auction them off and whatever, whatever. It was a very weird scenario. Basically, I don't think he did it, but all the wood stuff is really weird. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Is it not strange? It's very weird. Um, I also don't think that it's enough, the fact that he was just on the way to Montana and Wyoming. Sure. Yeah, it's a reach. Where did I get Wyoming? Wyoming has nothing to do with this. Yeah, it does. Unconfirmed Tylenol killing that happened. Oh in yeah, Wyoming it did. <laughs> oh, I, thought I just added it there. Okay. Um, <laughs> you got dementia. <laughs> oh, you're one to talk. Name one thing about me. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Your okay. Middle name is Manny. You know that, but it's because I've tested you on it so many times. Anyways, okay, so this is the prime suspect, suspect number three, a tax accountant named James Lewis. Yeah, uh, I don't like him. Uh, hate him. Okay, anyways, so um, October 6, 1982, Johnson & Johnson get a handwritten letter that was unsigned and photocopied. The letters had fingerprints that directly matched James Lewis. Don't Ooh. know how he forgot that one. Ooh. I'm going to read you guys the letter. This is to Johnson and Johnson. Gentlemen, as you can see, it's easy to place cyanide, both potassium and sodium, into capsules sitting on store shelves. And since the cyanide is inside the gelatin, it is easy to get buyers to swallow the bitter pill. Another beauty is that cyanide operates quickly. It takes so very little, and there will be no time to take countermeasures. 
If you don't mind the publicity of these little capsules, then do nothing. So far, I have spent less than $50, and it takes me less than 10 minutes per bottle. If you want to stop the killing, then wire $1 million to bank account 8449597 at Continental Illinois Bank, Chicago. Don't attempt to involve the FBI or local Chicago authorities with this letter. A couple of phone calls by me will undo anything you can possibly do. What a doo-doo head. <laughs> I mean, why would you... Any murderer I ever heard of is such a doo-doo head. I, I... Why do they always want wire money? I will say as someone who's not a murderer that I would like someone to wire me money. I know. I don't think that's the part we should be worried about. <laughs> I know, but it's always... She's like, wait a minute, you killed seven people. I draw the line and ask you for a million. No, I, that's where they always get caught, though. They're, that's like, true. trying to get money, and they're trying You're to get it. Israel Keys. Am I? Yeah. He got caught that way? He. <laughs> <laughs> My voice, like, broke. <laughs> You're terrifying. <laughs> like, Daddy, he's been dead since 2009. My vague memory of whatever he did to people. <laughs> Kill kits. I remember. I don't know what goes on in there. It's just chaos. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so his fingerprints are found and a manhunt immediately ensues. December 13th, he's spotted in a New York public library annex. Didn't get any more information on that one, but kind of wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, the bank account number provided in the letter didn't match his bank account, though. It matched Friedrich Miller McCahey. Frederick? Friedrich. I don't know. Is he German? I'm not sure. A man Lewis believed had stiffed his wife $511. Lewis said that he put his bank account number to expose the theft so that they would have to look through his, like, money and see that he was, like, as part of his business was, like, stiffing people money, essentially. He said that it had nothing to do with the actual Tylenol murders. He just wanted him to get caught. But this is extortion, so you can't do that. Um... But he isn't, like, a totally innocent guy, obviously, if you can't tell. He did have a past. He once chased his mother with an axe, and the police were called. In 1966, he went to a a mental hospital for overdosing. He said it was an attempt to avoid the draft, but he was still diagnosed with catatonic schizophrenia. He was charged and acquitted for a murder of a man named Raymond West. Now, this part's whack. He dismembered the man in his own home in 1978. What? And mm-hmm. he was acquitted? Yup. I'll explain. So James Lewis had gotten called by the police because Raymond West was missing and he was his neighbor. He said that he had mentioned, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's okay. It's not a big deal that he's missing. He went to the Ozarks with a girlfriend. Like, he was just talking to me about it. So it's like a couple more weeks go by. The only reason that they ever check into Raymond West's home is because they notice a smell in the neighborhood. Oh. And so the police go into, into the house. They find, like, the house is really creepy and they see that there's, like, blood leaking in from the attic. They open up the attic they find him decomposing face down, arms tied behind his back, tied up with a sheet. Um, his legs were severed at the hips and stacked next to his head. Oh, God. Yes. Um, the body had been hoisted through the rafters. He was, like, tied up and been, like, put through the rafters. Yeah. No, I literally don't even understand. DNA confirmed that it was Raymond West. They couldn't even tell that it was him. James Lewis had got caught because he had taken a $5,000 check from his checkbook on that day that Wes went missing, had tried to cash it, and they wouldn't cash it at the bank. But it, he literally, that like... sounds oddly familiar. Yeah. <gasps> oh, ew, ew, yeah. ew, you're right. I was wondering why that sounded familiar. <clears throat> we just had a double homicide in 
Lakeland. And the guy who killed this like wife and husband um, <clears throat> had the <clears throat> wife write out two $5,000 checks before he tied her up and stabbed her to death. And he went to the Amscot mm-hmm. and tried weird. to get them cashed. And they made him call the house phone for verification. But she was at the house dead. Ugh. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much. Okay. Um, now that I want to throw up, let's see where we are here. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, oh, and then they said, he said, no, that was a, a check that he wrote me for a business deal. He had given me, he loaned me money for a down payment on a car. All of everybody in this guy's life was like, no, that definitely never happened. Um, so then, so he goes to, apparently there was an issue though, whenever he was arrested that he was never given his Miranda rights. And so certain evidence wasn't able to be put into um, whatever, whatever. And basically he got off on it. Um, Well, hopefully not. But certain things weren't being able to be put in the whatever, whatever. (laughs) Okay. So that wasn't helpful. Um, Good point. Good point. Good point. Um, He wasn't read his Miranda rights. So what happened? So basically certain evidence wasn't able to be put into the trial. (laughs) Okay. The trial, not the whatever, whatever. Well, the whatever, whatever. I mean, essentially... The system is rigged. Okay, anyways. Um, he was suspected for fraud multiple times in the early 19... Up until the early 1980s. At that point that he that this whole thing happened, he was living under assumed names in Chicago with his wife. Uh, this brings all of them up to the time of the murders. The couple bought tickets from Chicago to New York City on September 4th of 1982, 25 days before the death. They think it's still possible that he could have flown back or taken the Amtrak to go back and plant it, but they weren't in town. They had just moved. Hmm. Um, surveillance showed a bearded man that some thought matched the description of James Lewis in one of the stores, but no one could officially connect him. He ended up being sentenced to 20 years in prison and served 13 years for extortion related to the letter, though. He offered to help police investigate by analyzing how someone may have done the Tylenol murders, uh, but he is out on parole now. Mm-hmm. He lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts with his wife, and he wrote a fiction book about poison. <laughs> You're kidding. I am sorry to God. The FDA now has created tamper-proof seals. A fiction book about poison. I'm gonna make sure I didn't crack the screen on my computer. Okay, yep, I did. That was just very aggressive. Um, yep. Um, also that is terrifying that a man can <laughs> dismember a person's mm-hmm. body yeah. and then get out. Yeah. He's white. Then, Does that make a difference? Well, I guess that. <laughs> and then he did the Tylenol. You think that he's the one who did the Tylenol? I mean, I think he's the most likely candidate of them all. But, but it's never, it's still like technically unsolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unsolved. <gasps> mm-hmm. wow. They have an episode about it on BuzzFeed Unsolved. Part of that was from that, but most of it was from another documentary and a couple podcasts that we listened to about it. Yikes. I know. Absolutely crazy, right? Stuff like that freaks me out. Just random, you never know, you couldn't have done anything yeah, to avoid like it. Yeah, like a 12-year-old was involved. Yeah, and you just, someone died. Yep. <laughs> someone died. <laughs> eh, gross. I, I think it's also the fact that he literally dismembered a guy that really stresses me out. And he hoisted him through the ceiling. Yeah, that's brutal. And he's, and then he was just walking around after that. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get him on it. I didn't honestly didn't hear all of it that 
on that because it was just a lot. I don't like that, though. It kind of grossed me out. I couldn't really listen to it anymore about that part. Anywho. So things weren't awesome. So don't take Tylenol. Well, yeah, so Tylenol went off the market for a while there, and then once they got the tamper-proof seals, they came back, but people didn't buy it for a long time until... Yeah, I would be freaked out. Even now, no, people say Tylenol I... isn't super good for you, but I don't know how much of that is urban legend now or how much of that is true. Yeah. I mean... Anyway. I don't... I try to not take it. Yeah, me too. But sometimes Mostly I Mostly so do. I can just keep my pity party if I'm feeling sick. Really? <laughs> Oh, I hate feeling sick. I'll do anything to not feel sick. Really? I do not lean into like anything negative. I only, I only lean into fevers. Really? I like I've never heard that sentence before. I I like I only lean into. I like fevers. won't take if I only, if my only symptom is a fever, I'm not gonna take a Tylenol. Really? No, I I kind of like having a fever. <laughs> what? No, I always, I've always said you never heard me say this. Are you a psychopath? Potentially. Why do you like having a fever? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I hate fevers. I, I hate think feeling sick. If I, I were to psychoanalyze myself, I think it's the fact that I always feel like I'm in control of everything. And whenever I have a fever, it's literally my body being like, sit down, shut up. And so I just do. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. You feel like you're in control of everything? All the time. I, I keep really? this world spinning, baby. Oh. I do not feel that way. No, I feel like if I, I'm, can, yeah, no, I do. You Not do. actually, but kind of. You do. Yes. Yeah. In general. No, I guess I don't think it. I don't know. You do. You're talking to yourself out of No, I just know. Now I'm thinking of all the times that I know I don't have control over things. Also, my foot's really bleeding. Okay. On that note, we're going to go take 3,000 pills of time. Huh? And- don't, don't, why did you say that? <laughs> this is the last you're going to hear from us. Okay, on that note, we're going to help her bleeding foot and never take Tylenol again. Unless we have a fever, in which case... Oh, wait, yeah. Especially if we have a fever. Just stop, stop the recording. Average and only.